Eggs of the small but voracious alien creatures called Krites are left behind on Earth, and, after hatching, set their appetites on the small farm town of Clover's Bend. All right, that's it. Perfect. That's the movie. You know, I haven't seen this much fluff since I quit working at the Pillow Factory. Honestly, the craziest fact of it all is that they had a budget of four and a half million dollars for puppets to eat cheeseburgers. Who even are you guys? We're We're children children of the the cheesy. Hey there, folks. Welcome to Children of the Cheesy. I am Sam. And I'm Megan. And Megan, today we are discussing Critters 2, the sequel to Critters 1. Funny enough, they call it Critters 2, the main course. Right, implying that this was the movie that they were building up to. Bread and butter. For Critters 1, right? Critters 1 was just like the Olive Garden appetizer. Yeah. Right? That was just breadsticks and salad. Right. This is the tour of Italy. That's right. Um, And what a tour it is. <laughs> well, you know, um, I think in a, a comparison to Olive Garden actually is... Definitely spot on. You know, you think you're going to get some of Mama's homemade lasagna and you kind of get cheap pasta, <laughs> cheap pasta. It was forced cheese and forced. Anything is bad. But like those two words together, particularly unsettling. Yes. Forced cheese. I don't think it's something anybody really wants to hear or even totally understands. <laughs> we, we don't get it either, folks, but we'll try to like convey the emotion to you well enough. As best we can. So, Critters 2, let's just jump right into this this pile of forced cheese. <laughs> Forcing ourselves into it. So, we open up in space, uh, or on some alien planet. We don't know. Um, with a masked Charlie, uh, Ugg and Lee, traveling through space as uh, bounty hunters. And we learn pretty quickly that Charlie has become one of... The bounty hunters in every way they've they've really they've really gelled as a group since we saw them in the last movie charlie in fact is saved by ug at the very beginning right where he is um air quotes attacked <laughs> by a puppet that falls from the sky or from the from the the, the ceiling of this cave right flops yes is more accurate accurate of a description but yeah flops and then explodes <laughs> yeah, yeah and um for those at home who don't know who ug and lee are um they were the bounty hunters from the previous critters they just were never given names until now and they just kind of tried to slide it in there without anyone noticing yeah they uh they really built the lore yeah up for ug and lee Get they really it? did ugly ugly yeah um, which, like a pinky in the butt, you know, someone was just trying to put it in the hole without no one noticing. Well, guess what, folks? Everyone notices. Everybody notices that. You don't not notice that. So, so we are introduced to a random big-brained alien that comes through <laughs> on the transmission. We've lovingly called him the Space Pope, given their galactic reach and infallibility when it comes to their methods, <laughs> they detect critter activity on Earth, right? Even though it's just eggs. Yeah, that have been there for a while. That have been there for a couple of years. They've detected them on some kind of sweep that is, according to our space pope, infallible. <laughs> Which just sort of blows my mind, right? Like, it, disregarding some weird continuity issues with that, like, it's it's a machine that's never wrong. Yeah. Why do they need, why would they need anything else? Yeah. Why? (laughs) Like, it's just, it's just like this radar that's never wrong. Yeah. That is incredible technology. I guess they had to build it to start checking those bounty hunters because they never brought evidence back the first time we had pointed out. And the space Pope did specifically mention that he would withhold pay. So I think it goes to kind of show that these bounty hunters possibly pre Charlie we're not really held accountable for their actions. Right. They just sort of blew stuff up and they collected a paycheck <laughs> afterwards. That and was it. They had a performance review yeah. after the last encounter. And they're like, you know, this is really not working for us. We need you to to start bringing trophies back. Yes. Together. And we're also building this radar that's infallible and we'll be checking your work. <laughs> so the Space Pope's name um, in the credits is actually Xanti. <laughs> We never get his name. <laughs> we never get his name. So, again, useless. And it's also uh, Cynthia Garris who um, voices this space pope. And um, 
fun fact, Cynthia Garris also wrote and created the soundtrack for this movie, which sounds impressive until you realize it's just one theme song called The Hungry Heifer. Just on a loop. Yeah. So yeah. anyways, that was her. Right. And we'll get to the music here shortly <laughs> because I've got a bone or two to pick with that music. <laughs> but uh, we we find out that the that uh, Ugg, Charlie, and Lee all have to go back to Earth. So they're on their way back to Grover's Bend to finish what they started two years ago. Grover's Bend is the town that this happened in because we were never told that in the first movie, but that's where the Brown family farm is located. Exactly. I can't get this out because it's ridiculous. I love how they go and retcon all these details <laughs> for this sequel that's great that they, that it seems like they had planned for. Maybe they did. Maybe it was just, they did it on a goof and just, didn't assume they would ever make any money with it. And then someone was like, we need more Critters movies now. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, uh, again, crap. Okay. Um, Grover's Bend. <laughs> That'll work. Let's do it there. Yeah, they must have gotten the deal after this. And maybe that's why they're trying to force so many details. Like, this is what it is. Like, this whole movie is extraordinarily contrived. And again, very forced. Like, you can just... <laughs> Just what the characters are doing, you're like, what the fuck are you doing? I mean, you can understand movie purposes, but not like, it just doesn't flow. Does, yeah, the motives are a little weird, right? Like, Bradley Brown is back in town. For Easter to visit his grandmother. Who we've never met or was ever referenced in the previous movie. But trust us, she knows Nobody everything. else visits her either, apparently. Like, the rest of the family has just left never to return again and she converted the old house into a daycare so and then and left the barn alone. like nobody touched the barn for two <laughs> years right because that's where the critter eggs were, yes, were in the out. were in the barn right like yes. and that's the that's the other thing like we'll we'll get to that cause we're, we're coming to that real shortly but let's go ahead so brad is back in town to visit his his new grandmother Nana. Um, Nana, right. Um, we're also introduced to Megan Morgan, who is uh, a young woman who works with her dad, and Linda, the uh, operator, the 911 the operator from the previous movie, who's now working as a reporter at the local newspaper. Yes. So, Lynn Shay, I think, is her name. So, she's the younger sister of the founder of New Line Cinema. Okay. Robert Shea. So she's actually in a lot of film that he puts her in part. So she's in Nightmare on Elm Street, Dumb and Dumber. She's that's so why she's in the first critters. Okay. So she's just managed to like by by nepotism just sort of fart her way through <laughs> the film industry. She's not too bad. She's though. actually pretty yeah, good. She's I'm not gonna too give bad. her credit for that. She's she is not... an enjoyable character, I believe. I mean, I'm sure he probably typecast her into decent roles that she can fulfill, but Right. They are small roles. She yeah. doesn't have a lot of prominent speaking parts. I'm sure she gets paid. I'm sure she gets paid well for him, right? <laughs> but anyways, fun fact about that. Right. So uh, Lynn, Megan, and Megan's dad. Does Megan's dad ever, is he ever given a name? Um, let's I look. I don't I'm recall sure. ever hearing it. <laughs> just Mr. Morgan. Okay. It is. Yeah, yeah. It's just. Yeah. So his name is just Mr. Morgan. So he doesn't even have a name. <laughs> but they give the space pope a name. But they don't even, like, use his name in the movie. No. But Space Pope has a name. <laughs> Mr. Morgan is just Daddy. <laughs> right? Like, he's called Daddy more than he's called Mr. Morgan. <laughs> Could you imagine if they put that as the credits? Daddy, like, Daddy Morgan. Daddy Morgan. I'm fucking surprised they did. Oh, oh man. God. So, we're introduced to these sort of sidebar characters, right? And then we cut to... Quigley and Wesley, right? Who are there are there are sketchy archetypes, right? Quigley quote quote. runs this antique store, if you can call it that. It looks like a hoarder shed. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Wesley likes Jeeps, beer, and Playboy magazines. And that's really the extent of his character. Yep. Like he's not even really given much of an arc. He's not really a bad guy either. He's just kind of an asshole because he doesn't pick them up that one time when they're like running across the street, dragging Mr. Morgan, Daddy Morgan, you know? Right, exactly. <laughs> but other than that, he like, I mean, he, he contributes. He doesn't do, 
I guess they try to have like a turnaround at the end where he helps them. But again, he was never bad to begin with. Yeah, he was just kind of handsy with Megan. Yeah, that's yeah, it. You know, persistent, but that's it. I mean, yeah. So creepy in that fact. But other than that, I mean, I guess because he was the one who discovered the eggs. But you can't label him bad because he discovered the eggs. No. Like, well, and I think it's funny that he discovered the eggs on the Brown family farm. <laughs> right. And this is great, right? So he finds the eggs, sells them to Quigley for two cases of beer and a stack of Playboys. Yep. Quigley, later on in the movie, turns around and sells those eggs back to Nana for $20. <laughs> so Nana has paid $20 for eggs that were in her barn to begin with. She should have fucking known about them. She or somebody should have known about them. Someone. After the critters blew up the house and rebuilt it, right, or it was rebuilt, you'd think somebody would have bothered to check the barn. <laughs> they still, they had chickens out there. Two years. <laughs> they had two years to go out there and check for these eggs. And, and finally, it just got hot enough. <laughs> I don't know, the incubation period. It's just a lot of these things don't make any sense doesn't make any sense like the incubation <laughs> period makes no sense so they were dormant for two years and, and nothing then, happened to them miraculously right. no birds fu- n- nothing a right. fox a warm they never <laughs> exactly like you never had a particularly hot day you know and have them hatched early <laughs> in two years frozen yeah. you know in two years nothing 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 but you know like they're very easy to take out yeah yeah they are really they're really fragile eggs yeah like really fragile. Like I mean, eggs are generally pretty fragile anyway. Right. But even for eggs, they're they were they're, like, they're fragile. Yeah. Like so glass. <laughs> it's just whatever. Whatever. You know, whatever. So we have this yeah this transaction between Quigley and Nana and Wesley, and that's really all you need to know is that Nana has purchased the eggs so she can use them for the Easter Sunday yeah egg hunt. And the director decided to made. The actor who played Quigley looks sick. Oh, yeah. That, like, that's, jarringly sick. That's true. Like, there's a scene in there where it looks like they raised him from the dead. <laughs> they cut to his close-up, and you're like, oh, my God. He is, like, monstrously pale. Like, ghostly. D- red eyes, so, like, perspiring. Yeah, you're just like, good God, man, sit down. Right? Like, I'm sure there's something in the in the union agreement about not coming to work. Correct. This when had, you're contagious. Yeah, California has all sorts of laws, you know? So, like, it was also in the 80s, so they might have been a bit loosey-goosey back in the day. Might have been a little bit less <laughs> yeah. stringent. So, after this transaction takes place, right, we have... We, we go to the next day, right? Or no, we, we get um, we get our first kills, right? So Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah, so uh, Quigley winds up setting the remaining eggs in a, in a space heater. Yeah. And they hatch, and Quigley's dog is eaten, mm-hmm. and then Quigley himself is taken out by baby critters. <laughs> Which, the scene of them, like... All rolling over him is not terrifying at all. I mean, they are tiny. Right. I mean, like we're like fuzzy softballs. Yeah, seriously. I mean, maybe not even the size of softballs. Probably baseballs. Right. Exactly. You're just like you could probably just start stepping on them. And this man has a very inappropriate reaction <laughs> to these to tiny what, little to, to the tiny monsters <laughs> that he sees. Yeah, exactly. And right. I think this is also the part where we're pretty much introduced to what type of movie this is, which is a live action cartoon. Between the the, the puppet design and the music, yeah, it all sounds like a uh, like a Looney Tunes, like a dark Looney Tunes cartoon, <laughs> like if the Tasmanian devil decided that he wanted to just breed and eat people, yeah, that would be this movie. It's like the Tasmanian devil was off his, you know, his mental meds. Yeah, <laughs> his meds, and now his schizophrenia is showing. Really taking off. Yeah. Syphilis is in an advanced yeah. stage. Yeah. Somebody needs to help him. He needs to get back into treatment. Yeah, but it's too late now. <laughs> Yeah, and there is there is a scene uh, between another baby critter and Megan's little sister, mm-hmm. Cindy. 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 Right. Okay. So there's a scene in there with uh, a baby critter and Cindy, and it really 
hammers home the cartoonishness of it, right? Yeah. So, yeah, this girl's, like, flopping her arms over the bed. Slender man arms, yeah. by the way. Yeah, seriously. She's got, like, these toddler body, <laughs> but, like, four-foot arms so they can Sorry. hang over the, over the bottom of the bed. Like, <laughs> There's just no continuity anywhere. It's just very blatant in your face at all times throughout this whole movie. Yes. The movie, it, reality is whatever the movie needs it to be at <laughs> yeah, the time. Exactly. And that's, exact, that's exactly all it is, yep. right? So the next day... Easter Sunday, our town sheriff, who acts nothing like an elected official. <laughs> he just fucking hates his job and hates everybody. everybody. Like, he decided that he's going to run to be sheriff of Grover's Bend because he literally hates everybody <laughs> in the town. So he's basically coerced into this Easter Bunny costume. Which now, is, this whole thing, I don't blame him for. So if that's why he had a bad attitude that day, can't blame to him. To be fair, if, if that costume he had seen it beforehand i don't yeah i wouldn't want to wear it either no like that thing was this, <laughs> this movie was made in 88 right that costume was probably made in what 68 <laughs> it was visibly dingy in the movie like mm -hmm. you could see the dirt on it it was not white no. clearly yeah like they ran out of the budget and this was bought at a thrift store and not washed you know, that they probably did that on purpose, you know. <laughs> that was probably a, a very specific choice by the production company to make that thing look as grungy as possible. Probably. For what reason, I wouldn't fucking understand. I, to make him look like he's a drunk or... But again, what does that... <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think it's supposed to be like this attempt at uh, humor, right? But it's, it's, it's a lot... Like, a lot of the comedy in the horror comedies, like, it just doesn't land no and this one is one of those right so we already had billy with his little sex joke mm -hmm. right it didn't land yeah um brad yeah brad, brad had brad. a sex joke to megan about i don't know some male comedian i guess with breast is what he was comparing her to or something like that yeah or a reporter a reporter with know. breasts yes. yeah he was like like a male reporter with breasts yeah and it was just very even again through the screen it was like oh shit it's like was... visibly uncomfortable for Woo. everybody yeah yes except for the guy that wrote it so yeah the sheriff out there in the easter bunny costume sheriff corwin is his name sheriff corwin is killed immediately and I think they only did this so that they could bring Harv back and to break stuff in a church. Yeah. Like, I think those were the two reasons <laughs> they killed Sheriff Corbin the way they did. Yeah, we're going to we're placing a bet that a running theme throughout Critters is that they have to destroy some something in a church. Yes. Christian iconography cannot be left unmolested <laughs> in a Critters movie. It has to be ran over or blown up or they hate it, knocked over or they whatever hate it they hate crosses <laughs> more passion. than beelzebub himself so, someone had a rough experience growing up i think not not so much fun in the church <laughs> um also after the sheriff is killed and like he's clearly been eaten alive <clears throat> everybody just kind of hangs around <laughs> There's no law enforcement to tell them what to do or where to go. Yeah, they very, like, all kind of meander outside the church. The critters are nowhere to be found. His suit is zipped up, which in the previous scene, it was unzipped, which is how the critters got in there in the first place. So did they leave and zip it up on the way out? <laughs> <laughs> they actually sewed it back up. Like, what the fuck is happening here? You know, so, and, and again, yeah, so they're all just hanging out while this guy's stomach was apparently eaten out. Yeah. But it doesn't look like that. Again, these critters, they must, like, drink a lot of the blood. It must be part of their process because a lot of these kills are fairly bloodless. Clean. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're very bloodless kills. Yeah. The critters just have, like, ugly red-looking mouths. That's yeah, it. that's it. Like, nobody nobody actually bleeds in these movies. No. They don't, they're not composed of blood. No. <laughs> it's more like maple syrup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, like, something more viscous than that, you yeah. know? Like, gack. <laughs> Just gack, gack everywhere. Blood, yeah, or slime, whatever they call it nowadays. LOL. Yeah, everybody's standing around. Brad and Megan decide that they're going to go tell um, new Sheriff Harv, which is which was just Sheriff Harv, but a different actor this time. It's a different actor. It's uh, Barry Corbin. Barry Corbin, yeah. right? Instead of, yeah, H. Uh, Lee yeah. Emmett, mm -hmm. right? Or Emmett. Yep. Um, another jarring issue with the critters movies right is they have this weird 
thing where sometimes even within the same movie, because they, they did this in the previous Critters movie where you would have different actors playing the same people. They don't care. Yeah, exactly. Like there's no continuity, right? <laughs> it's just, just like Sheriff care. Harv is like 20 years younger and <laughs> yeah. a lot grumpier. Right. Like he's not the same person at all. No. <laughs> at all like and, and again i would kind of understand too like i get that sheriff harv was in the first movie but his role was really really limited with the critters he kind of showed up at the end shot at one yeah shot at one helped all out mm-hmm. and um that was about it he saw a house get broken down and restored i guess maybe that fucked up with his psyche because we saw him leave pretty quickly after that but yeah. like well, it must not have fucked with him too much because he, like, lost 20 years. <laughs> you know, like, he looked better. He looked he like did. he'd really been taking care of himself. Yeah, he did. So, uh, yeah. that Harv, though, w- presented with this information and the fact that Brad is back, does the only sensible thing you can do and run away. Yeah. He just disappears into the sunset. <laughs> it's very bitter about the previous election, apparently. So he's just gone. <laughs> Which he must have been really bad because his replacement was an asshole. Just a complete dickhead. <laughs> like, so what what were you doing? I don't know. Who knows? But he's gone now. Yeah, he's gone. He's gone. He is he is driven off in his convertible out into the dirt road somewhere. <laughs> like yeah. if I remember correctly, he didn't even like drive on a road. He just started driving out into a field. <laughs> He's not even following road signs. The director said, drive off where? Wherever. All All right. right. (laughs) (laughs) You insist. He's like, fuck it, I'm going to drive to that field. See if anyone notices. Oh Oh my God. God. So the bounty hunters land on Earth. Uh, Lee finds the the Playboy um, and transforms into one of the models, um, which is. Only remarkable in the sense that he managed to both shrink sizes and rip all of his clothes <laughs> all, off. All of the clothes off to where miraculously breast and ass is just, just completely exposed. Completely exposed there for a few minutes. Not not that there isn't a, a, uh, an intended audience in this thing, right? No, not at all. No, no. This movie was not made for 14-year-olds. <laughs> so they're out. They're back. They're killing Kreitz. Um, we go back to Nana's house. She has found a critter reluctantly eating her vegetables yeah uh he does he is not a fan of vegetables at all she manages to lock him in the kitchen brad walks in with probably the most casual (laughs) announcement that these man-eating aliens are back (laughs) it's kind of hey mom nana the the critters are 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 back as she struck actively struggling to keep a door closed actually is probably one of my favorite reactions is like nana the critters are back yeah no shit yeah yeah. Yeah. that was actually a good reaction from nana because it's like okay yeah i could see um about anybody saying that yeah no shit no shit you dumb mother can see that stupid kid i can't believe you're part of me (laughs) they are saved at the last second by these bounty hunters Mm-hmm. Uh, literally, they managed to blind shoot a critter in midair yeah. through a door. Yes. And I think it's just because Ugg likes blowing stuff up. <laughs> Especially on Earth, I guess that it's like, maybe it's because it's an oxygen-rich planet. Mm-hmm. And it's like... It's like, ooh, explosion. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I have this... Uh, there's like this like theory goes around. Have you heard of it? It's on Reddit. That's like, maybe the reason that we haven't been visited is because we are an oxygen-rich planet, which oxygen is like used as an explosive or jet fuel on other galaxies and shit like that planets so they mm-hmm. don't want to come by us because we're like jet fuel breathers or some shit like oh yeah that. you know what I'm like saying? literal gasoline breathers yeah so you know that's why maybe why uh why he's uh, all excited yeah he's like woohoo it's gonna be crazy this is terrific because there's a lack of oxygen yeah but they seem to be doing fine like they don't need helmets or masks that's true or too. respirators like they're just yeah that's true sucking that on in yeah so i don't know anyways I think Ugg just likes blowing shit up especially when there's more krites right um more krites see <laughs> mock rights more krites more krites more krites <laughs> they are yeah so nana and uh brad i keep wanting to call him billy <laughs> been watching billy. through these movies and i still can't is the actor's name Billy? Is that why I'm doing that? Maybe. Let's see. Hold on. 
Nope, Scott Grimes. Scott Grimes. You're way off. Way off. All right, so Billy's just coming out of nowhere. <laughs> you just fucking love the name Billy, I guess. I, he looks like a Billy more than a Brad. <laughs> you know, he's like, he's basically hapless without the, you know, if not for the uh, the penchant for explosives. Yeah, very true. Um, which comes in handy later. You got to appreciate a good callback. Yeah, and actually it was mentioned beforehand. Um, earlier, earlier, Megan was talking about how he used to like, put cherry bombs in her locker or something like that and i was like well at least there was you know that was okay yeah, he, he consistently terrorized everybody with explosives <laughs> with the explosives yeah yes as they're leaving this house charlie and brad sort of have this awkward reuniting it it, it makes no sense like brad seems to have forgotten like the the events of the last movie Oh, like Charlie like, has too. And Charlie has as well. <laughs> he looks confused at Brad. Like it takes him a whole ass minute. He's just like walking by him. And then it, like when Brad says hello, it takes Charlie like a few seconds to be like, hey, Brad, how are you? He's like, I barely recognized you with that earring. Makes <laughs> you look like a brand new person. Because <laughs> yeah, this is two plus maybe we don't know how many years later right and charlie's got such a great answer you know brad's like well why don't you stick around after you leave yeah because that's that's what you want to do you want to hang out in grover's bend after right you've been jetting around through space yeah and and charlie's like what i gotta go where the cosmic winds blow me is cosmic winds a massage parlor on another <laughs> planet somewhere <laughs> He's been getting some alien gum jobs, and he's not gonna give he's them up not anytime soon. Those up, yeah. <laughs> so, a lot of alien heads in that. It's like you don't understand. You don't get it, man. <laughs> you don't get you it. Don't get it. <laughs> so they leave. Megan's dad, Mister Morgan, Daddy Morgan, Daddy Morgan, barricades a critter off doesn't really matter throws a trash can at him which you would think would kill it because in the previous movie one was killed by a falling fan and this this one they've been killed by some pretty a casual step yeah exactly (laughs) mr morgan's already killed one just by accidentally stepping on it like and he turned that thing into like mush mush it was done for yeah these things are like bugs man yeah exactly wish and they just explode the bounty hunters Go to the hungry heifer or walk by the hungry heifer. Hungry heifer. Okay. And that's one thing I wanted to talk about, (laughs) right? So in the previous Critters movie, we had Power of the Night. Power of the Night. Right? This fake power ballad. Which was not like the worst, I guess. But it was catchy. Yeah, I was going to say. And it kind of made more sense to like hear on the radio. Right. And everybody was playing it, right? Like anytime you heard music, it was that it was power Power of of the the night. night. Yeah. And it was, it had like a, it was, it was really good for immersion and yeah, it was kind of funny. And this one is, is a jingle for a fake burger joint, (laughs) which it's, I don't, who knows? It is cringe. (laughs) It is so much cringe and it is so hard to listen to it. And it, it honestly pissed me off. Like, (laughs) It really did. Like, they use it to try to be funny, but they use it everywhere. All the time. All the time. Yeah, and then it's in your head. You're, like, just going down, and then, yeah. I can still hear it. Yeah, I can, I, it's still. I can still hear that stupid chorus. <laughs> and then, okay, so here's... Uh, this is something that I found out through the credits. This guy's name is Eddie Deason, and he is, like, the employee that has all the lines at the Hungry Heifer. Mm-hmm. They have him as the ma- the manager, He's a manager. Right. <laughs> so this particular actor at the time looks like he's barely 18. Maybe. Yeah. And like the way that it's his, this character is portrayed, I would not assume would be the manager. Yeah. But I mean, he is the only one, you know, speaks at all. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Whatever. I guess that's yeah. Okay, cool. He's a manager. The shoot up at the Hungry Heifer is kind of fun to watch. Yeah. But it sort of further cements the sort of the cartoony vibe. And again, it the Hungry Heifer's a burger joint, but then they have an all you can eat buffet of two seventy nine. I know, right? So what it's a, an all you can eat burger buffet. It's like a Fuddruckers. Um <laughs> Well, and I think the the like the layout of the restaurant changes at one point because mm-hmm. there's like one salad bar yeah. at the beginning whenever uh Wes and Brad have their little little row mm-hmm. at the very beginning mm-hmm. and then when the when the critters are tearing stuff up there are two salad yeah. bars yeah plus whatever's going on in the back right 
So, so whatever. Whatever. They were expanding it. Critters came in, finished the job, <laughs> decided they were going to tear it up in celebration. Awesome. They get shot up instead. The only thing we really learned from that is that Lee has a weird selection criteria for his faces. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So August managed to maintain the same Johnny Power ballad from the previous movie. Yeah, and we get this weird explanation to Charlie earlier on in the movie of the reason that Lee hasn't been consistent is because... He hasn't found something that's true to himself. Right. Which was the Playboy model first. Yeah. And then it was the manager at the Hungry Heifer. Which we decided that, again, it was just a forced, contrived joke that had nothing to do with anything. It didn't add to the story. It was just like, okay, let's make this skinny nerd walk around in women's clothing. Yeah. And scream kill Kreitz. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. That was literally the, the extent of the joke. So it wasn't funny. No. No. It wasn't. They just needed to put something in there mm-hmm. to try to be funny. Because it's a cartoon. Yeah. Right? This yeah. is a kid's cartoon that we're watching. With boobs. With boobs. And it doesn't really matter, right? You know, because you have the, the town getting blocked off. Lee is dead like five minutes later. Yeah, it changes, like, is about to change into Freddy Krueger. We see a, a cardboard cutout. Okay, yuck, yuck. We get it. It's New Line Cinema. You know, they're like, okay, mm-hmm. we gotta, make better movies. Got to make this, callbacks you to know. other properties that are more fun yeah. to watch. They, then Charlie throws up the Playboy model again and miraculously somehow turns back into that woman. So I don't understand. Whatever. We don't get it. Mm-hmm. Gets suckered in by one crite and gets killed by many. Yeah. Just, yeah. Gets, just gets chewed up. Yeah. Ugg decides that his face is no longer appropriate yeah. given the situation. So he goes back to being a glow-in-the-dark head. <laughs> And then they all go to the church. Hold on, because it's just, oh, man, I'm sorry if this is taking us forever to review, because it's just like, it's literally every scene, it's something. So, okay, he sees his dead partner, right? And obviously the emotion is like, oh my gosh, it's so traumatic. He's, he's He doesn't know who he is anymore. He's lost himself. But the fucking music going on in the background is like some Fantasia-ass type of bullshit. Right, like the music is not appropriate for the vibe. It never is. Like throughout the whole movie, it never is. No, it you're. It just feels awkward sometimes. You're like, well, that's not right. Like you don't even have to be an expert to know that these things are probably not how they should be done. Not fitting correctly. Exactly. Right. Um. They managed to get everybody back into the church, right? So all the townspeople, uh, Brad's or Daddy Morgan's been rescued. <laughs> Bounty hunters sort of regroup at the church, and they're all having this sort of all is lost moment. Uh, Brad gets this great idea to uh, lure the Kreitz in to the burger factory and then blow them up. Yeah. And literally the entire town is like, of course you would think to blow them up, Brad. Of course. Let's think of another idea. <laughs> And then they're like, no, this is actually a good idea. Yeah. So they... The volunteer experience was fun. Yes. <laughs> that they was... asked for volunteers for this crazy-ass plan. Right. And there are bounty intergalactic bounty hunters whose job <laughs> it is, who get paid to kill these things. <laughs> and even they hesitate on this plan. <laughs> they're like, no, let's just see if somebody else raises their hand don't, first. Don't, 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 don't volunteer. No, don't it's volunteer not, it's not until, it's not until New Harv decides yeah. to coerce them. Yeah, yeah, New Harv comes back in with a sheriff outfit on, so that was a question of, did he still have that after he was voted out? Right, did or he did he steal it? Did he loot that off the corpse of the <laughs> other sheriff? Like, his whole arrival was so weird, right? Like, yeah. the guard... Like there's a there's a guard outside the church who just wanders out into the woods for yeah. no apparent reason. No reason is murdered by a critter. Yeah, not eaten, just murdered. Yeah. Um, and then uh, wow, was Cindy? Cindy rides a tricycle down a handicap ramp instead of going right back into the door, which was literally like an inch away. This handicap ramp has a switchback on it. She had, and then like, <laughs> the direction she came from was just so haphazard like this girl goes right she basically goes down this ramp with a switchback 
<laughs> then like does a hard 180 to come back across the church. Screaming the screaming whole way. Screaming the whole way. And then does like this big wide arc <laughs> to go away from the church. Like it was um if you if you had to draw that pattern, it it would be like a Z with a C <laughs> attached beneath it. It was stupid. It's the dumbest route I think I've ever seen. <laughs> like when you could have literally just turned around. Right. It, it didn't even have there was no reason why like why was she even on the tricycle in the right. first place? Where was Indoors. the person who was supposed to be watching her anyways? Because either way, it's probably whatever. Nana. <laughs> Nana. Nana's like tried to be portrayed as like some health conscious crazy motherfucker too and like again it's just forced like she just randomly gives people healthy food <laughs> right like you're like what the hell she's okay. big into fiber that's really about yeah. the only thing we know about Nana <laughs> she's big into fiber yeah um he's a regular yeah and so Harv manages right to show up just in time to shoot some crates yeah and, and, and Brad and Brad yeah and yeah just like goes dirty Harry on a bunch of crites so he's back yeah um and he's now he's coercing the townspeople into liking brad's idea of blowing up their main source of income yeah which is fine you Whatever. know i think given the situation while the critters are off polishing off their livestock the rest literally the entire town goes to the hardware store yep nobody's bothered by this but like there's no critters that are bothering them along the way not <laughs> No, because we learn we learn in this movie that they feed together, apparently. And again, it's just another thing that just pisses you off because they're described as these creatures that just eat everything. They don't fucking eat everything. They're actually rather picky. They're extremely picky. <laughs> and they're getting pickier. And <laughs> that, that should have been the tagline for the movie. They're getting pickier. <laughs> you know, and now I have to eat together as a fucking family because somebody obviously got upset said one day that they just didn't feel like things were going on i don't know who the fuck knows either way yeah the critters lore sort of falls apart it really does. fast like it does they weren't they weren't pack eaters to begin with no they've never been established as all that people hungry and they don't like, like start growing either apparently they're supposed to get bigger as they eat more and okay so we see a little bit of that from when they're first Little right, they babies. go from babies to adults, but that's like from softball to basketball. And that's it. And that's as big as they get. Yeah. Except for the leader, which we find out later is a hoax. Right, which isn't even the leader. <laughs> a whole nother basket to get into when we get there, so yes. whatever. So, yeah, the town So the town goes over to this hardware store, completely unbothered by the critters. Which has a bunch of munitions in there. Right, that's my favorite part. It's like, this is a general hardware <laughs> store with weapons-grade explosives. <laughs> out front <laughs> like this is this is like a prominent shelf like if you walk into your grocery store it would be like produce cereal explosives <laughs> like it's it you can't miss it well, it's like no wonder he was was so into explosives they were so easily accessible easily, yeah you could literally get them anywhere you didn't have to try you didn't have to do anything you literally <laughs> just be like oh yeah fireworks no brad that's just tnt <laughs> on the label why did you think you left grover's bend you little pyromaniac <laughs> little do we know it was really because of like some probation freaking right conditions of yeah, his parole right they get this trap set up at the burger factory and it is one of the longest montages i think i've ever seen it is what like five and a half minutes this the end of this freaking movie i mean it paces decently ish but I mean, again, there's a lot of fluff. There's just a lot of shit that doesn't really belong there. And at the end, you can really tell that they're trying to stretch it out. Really struggling <sighs> to stretch this thing out. Because, um, yeah, this montage is forever long. And it's just this this whole part right here, this whole ending, infuriating. Yeah. Everything about it. Yes. You know, the critter behavior changes entirely. Yes. They go from being these creatures that are capable and, you know, they set traps and they speak a language right. to being just like stupid. Hive minded. Hive minded, like smell based sort of. Sort of whatever. Bad, right? So the town follows the critters, like literally directly behind them, maybe, you know, 10 yards away. Mm -hmm. Critters don't seem to notice. They're going for the cheeseburgers. The wind shifts. And they decide that they can't smell the cheeseburgers, so now they're going to go after the townspeople, who they should be able to see 
who are don't yeah. acknowledge them. Right. They're just the townspeople are casually the whole town is walking behind these critters at like ten to fifteen feet behind them. Is this the is this the point when they start to turn around and head the other way? Is this the point yeah. where Charlie just like bolts? Yes. Yeah, just runs away. He just takes off yep. and decides to leave. Yeah, yeah, trust us, folks. That comes back into play and we'll tell you why later. It's again contrived nonsense, <laughs> right? So we're left to think that Charlie is a coward running away. The alpha critter, who we've never seen before, no. lets out this huge cry, convinces the other ones that cheeseburgers are actually a better meal. How do they know what cheeseburgers are? How do they know what a cheeseburger is? How would they easily, how did they identify that? That was one of the things that actually made me fly over the edge. <laughs> like, how would you know? It was funny because he actually called it out before we even watched the movie he was like if they say you know anything about cheeseburgers it's gonna piss me off (laughs) (laughs) and they did they They called it a cheeseburger (laughs) everybody knew what that was yeah and just proceeded to move on normally he said cheeseburger no bones they just hatched yeah like how would they (laughs) how would they know whatever had no clue no would not have any clue but they they go along with it so they follow the alpha back to the yep the factory Mm -hmm. the trap is set it and turns then, out that the alpha is actually Ugg, which again, if he could just transform into the critter, why wasn't he doing that before? The last the entire time, time. Or <laughs> really liked Johnny Steele's look. Yeah, that Power was Power of the Night. Who he was supposed to be. That's who he was. <laughs> the other one didn't have anything that liked him. Why couldn't he change? I, he did, apparently a lot. Who the fuck knows? Just into just random people i don't know none no, no strategy behind it whatsoever but apparently sense. ugg figures out that he can change to another critter, critter form. and they'll listen to him yeah so they yeah they, so they, they um, all file into the into the into the factory close they the door close it they blow it up everybody celebrates and then a big critter ball, ball of critters critter death ball yeah comes out yeah and again it's just no continuity. You can tell that it's a different ball. Yeah. Yeah. They have like three different balls going, right? So they have one that actually has like the critters visible mouths yeah. on the thing. Yep. Um, another one, it looks like a camera effect. Like it was a mat or something that they laid out where the puppets were actually moving. Uh, yeah. They just spin that. So you, it looks like the ball. Yeah. And then they have like this quilt. It's <laughs> patchwork quilt it looks awful ball it looks terrible like yeah, that you can just very clearly see it's yeah. just <sighs> and you see why they shot it at night mm-hmm. you really do yeah um because it does not look good no it really doesn't which no. is a shame because the other puppets in this movie looked even the alpha they right? were even better. the big one looked a lot better yeah i mean the thing is is like the puppets were better and we get to see more of them but they're not they weren't utilized correctly in this one they should have had more of the puppet time in the last one it would have been funnier they just didn't do it right and the puppets like their speaking parts weren't even really that good it's just a lot of critter chitter yeah, exactly so you know whatever they just don't they just didn't do it right yep um, this critter ball, by the way, is as much of a threat as it's been established. It kills one guy. That's it. And I think it was that one farmer who was just being a dick in the church <laughs> yeah, earlier. Exactly. So, and that's it. Like that's it. it doesn't really establish itself again yeah. as a, as a real threat, but it rolls around for fucking ever. It takes, it's just like, God damn it. Why is this taking so fucking long? Yeah. And then right at the end, right, right. As it's about to barrel down. And eat the entire church, presumably. Charlie <laughs> comes flying in, literally, at yeah. the last second. And suicide lands onto this giant critter ball. Yep. And kills it. Yep. I have so many problems with this. <laughs> the first one is, is that he ran off long before it was a critter ball. Yeah. Meaning he, in all intents and purposes, was probably about to just book it. Like he was on his way out. Right. 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 And then just happened to be like, oh, I could probably just crash this plane and be a hero. Right. We see you, Charlie. We see you. You slimy little snake. (laughs) For who the fuck you really really are. are, You little weasel. Piece of shit. Right. The other thing is, is that ship had guns right. Uh, Well established in the last movie. In the last movie, those 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 ships had guns. Very effective guns, by the way. It blew up an entire house in one shot. Right. 
They, he could have easily one-shot the critters. Yeah. And that would have worked. But no, he crashed it. He crashed an expensive piece of equipment. Yeah. Yeah. And Ugg's stranded. Yep. And Ugg is stranded on Earth. Yeah. And then we're all supposed to feel bad because Charlie's dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though Charlie isn't really featured much in this movie either. He's like, apparently he's in every movie of yes. Critters. But like... He's just in them. He's just in them. Right. Even in this movie, too. Like, he didn't do anything. He didn't kill any critters himself. No, he's just in the beginning. Okay. You're in fact, a bounty he's hunter. literally behind. Like, he's ta- Like he's literally running behind the bounty hunters for the most part. Yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah. Like, he's literally like 10 feet behind them, usually. I don't know why they. I don't know. I don't know why anyone did what they did. I, especially Charlie, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so Charlie kills himself. And then Ugg decides that he's going to be Charlie now. Literally. Yeah. Like his name, is, he calls, he decides calls he's going to call himself Charlie. Charlie. He just turn, changes into, he changes into like handsome Charlie, I guess is how you would try to describe it probably. Not drunk Charlie. Yeah. Like not crazy Charlie. Yeah. Everybody's and, like all happy go lucky. And every, and, right. And the, and the critters are dead, right? Yeah. So the next day, Brad and Great Value Harv are about to leave. <laughs> Grover's been for good. Yeah. Where real Charlie just sort of shows up out of nowhere and has his moment with Ugg Charlie. Yeah. And it's a lot of back and forth. You know, we have a blue screen moment and right, then staring at each other and then they hug each other. And at least at this point in time, there is an above shot. There's one at above shot where you see both of the actors, but they have the actor that's playing the the back head of like other Charlie cover his face so we can make right so instead of looking up at the sun and And covering your face like normal he's like like playing (laughs) peekaboo he's just he's got his whole face obscured in front of this camera and you can't see it (laughs) and like the other thing is this like at the very beginning of this movie right you have this (laughs) moment where charlie is feeling a bit insecure with the bounty hunters he's like you're not just gonna leave me on earth (laughs) and then Ugh calls basically a UFO Uber. Yeah. Gets, you know, gets beamed up and leaves Leave Charlie, Charlie behind. Just leaves him behind. They kind of have this like nodding moment. And then he's like, okay. Yeah. So what? Now he's just going to regress back into alcoholism. <laughs> he got, he got fired. Well, no, they, again, they make sure to. <laughs> so very end of the movie, Charlie has been fired from his intergalactic bounty job. <laughs> Yes, because he didn't get beamed up. I mean, I well, I don't blame Ugg because if somebody just crashed my fucking ship like that, I'd be like, no, no, you know, you're not coming back, <laughs> you're not coming back. But um, yeah, so Harv casually <laughs> tosses fucking Charlie the sheriff's badge, <laughs> right? Not that he's an elected official or anything. <laughs> he's just sheriff now. I guess that's like. Harp said that he got voted out earlier and then he just tosses it. So what do you mean you were voted out? Like I kind of whatever. I don't know. Right. There will be no election for new sheriff. It's just, (laughs) it's just Charlie now. Everyone's like, okay, whatever. It's fine. Yeah, that's cool. (laughs) Travel through space. Handle with the inmates. (laughs) And then the movie ends, right? So we get a, we get a little tribute to the town of Grover's (laughs) Bend. A town which never existed and still doesn't. It is the weirdest fucking tribute. <laughs> They're like, we would like to think that people in the town of Grover's Bend, well, you know, like, if it was for without them, this movie would have not been possible. And you're like. <laughs> and then there's there's no town. No. There's no town. There's you're no like, Grover's Bend, Kansas. What is this about? It's just a fake town in Los Angeles, which I guess is like a cute way of being like, hey, cast and crew, Thank thanks you. for putting all this work Maybe in. Maybe that's what it's supposed to be. But like they did it in a weird way. Yeah, they did. Again, cartoony, right? It's, Trying to be goofy about it. Stupid. Right. And then at the end of the credits, right? It's like no critters were harmed in the making of this movie. But that was literally the intention of the bounty hunters was right. to harm the critters. To harm the critters. So. If they weren't harmed, we would all be, all of our hungry heifer restaurants would be cleaned <laughs> out. Couldn't handle that. So fun fact, and I think this just tickles me to death, is that Critters 2 was on Robert Ebert's um, most hated film list. And I don't blame him. <laughs> I don't either. I I, th- I think I think Roger was onto something there. He knew what he was talking about at least. He's like, no, this is a bad movie. <laughs> this, this is, is legitimately truly this is shit. This is a shit movie. <laughs> yeah. 
there's no redeeming qualities a lot here. Of, a lot of disappointment there. <laughs> Yeah. So we got to give this thing a, a cheese rating. No oh, man. And um, honestly, I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's like day two or day three of moldy cheese phase. Yeah. Like it, you don't, you don't want this. Some but it's sharp not, cheddar. Yeah, but it's not so horrifyingly no. bad that you need to like freak out. Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna throw it away. Like you're not gonna go after it, but you're gonna be like, oh, that's kind of gross. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It'd be like, yeah. oh, it's, it's time to clean out the fridge. Ex- yeah, there's, that's there's a critters <laughs> too in the back of my <laughs> cheese drawer. That's just not okay. <laughs> I mean, if you want to suffer through this movie, you can, but I think that you'll find yourself getting like mildly irritated especially um, if you watch the first critters and enjoyed it at all yeah exactly like, even if, even just on one watch through exactly um you know or just enjoyed watching helen jam her fingers in a garbage disposal. <laughs> garbage at least there was some good acting in you know the first critters movie again it was I, it was yeah it was just better it no. was just done better you know they had their issues with it too but i think making scott grimes the central character was a bit of a mistake yeah brad was not a very good actor in the first movie but he was like a generic kid yeah and now they're trying to like pass him off as this young man and it just doesn't work they're trying to force that moldy cheddar just trying to force it on us this whole forced cheese (laughs) yeah That's just now we understand what that is. There's no other way to describe it. No other it. way to put it. So yeah. yes, we're gonna we're gonna leave this one in the trash bin mm-hmm. and call it uh, call it cheesy. Yeah. So make sure to join us definitely for our next episode. We will continue with our uh, critters review because there are quite a few of these movies. So we're gonna you know get this series done and over with with these uh, critters movies and. Everyone should be excited for Critters 3, because uh, I'll go ahead and give you a fun fact teaser. This was actually Leonardo DiCaprio's film debut. Well, I can't wait to see what he does. Yeah, little Leo. Little Leo. Well, I think that's all the time we have, or at least we're going to devote to Critters 2. <laughs> yeah, that's all we're going to give it now. now. Thanks for listening to Children of the Cheesy, everybody, and uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Later. Thank you for listening to Children of the Cheesy. If you feel like dropping us some cheddar, check out our Patreon. You'll get some warm, melty perks like early access to our episodes, a cheesy drawing from moi, and access to exclusive content. Head to childrenofthecheesy.com for the latest on upcoming episodes, merch, and other exciting things. Like, review, and subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast. Like at Cheesy Children Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And also remember to check out our short series, Trailer Trash, on YouTube and TikTok. And remember, folks, even a cheesy movie can be worth savoring. See you next time. <laughs>